Hey everyone, this is Max. This is normally the part at the very beginning of the episode we'd play a funny outtake or a joke from the episode, uh, but I wanted to open it with a personal note instead. It's a strange time right now, to say the least. We recorded this episode of our podcast, Uninfluencer Marketing, with our friend Alyssa Kaplan on March 11th, more than a month ago, right before our daily lives changed significantly. At first, we really didn't know about releasing a podcast episode as the news was changing daily and we weren't sure what was going to happen next. But days turned into weeks and weeks now a month. So we decided to go ahead and move forward and put this episode out here. Our guest, Alyssa, was really great and gives some really good insights into influencer marketing and her own work with independent creators. I'm not really sure how marketing or creative work or the industry in general is going to be changing amidst all the stuff that's happening. As I said, it's a really strange time, but we hope you find this episode and our wonderful guest to be informative. Thanks for sticking around with us during this time. And please reach out if you need anyone to talk to. Thank you from both Isla and myself. You're listening to People Not Things, a podcast that inspires entrepreneurs, marketers, and creatives to explore how people are the critical connection of our work and ask why we often take them for granted. My name is Max Kirchhoff, and I host this podcast with my business partner, Isla Murray. Our business, Llama 6, is best known for our bold visual identity work, innovative marketing campaigns, and our commitment to collaboration and critical thinking. We're sitting down with entrepreneurs, creatives, marketers, artists, and others to talk about their passion, their process, and how they stay focused on the people and relationships that matter. Hello, and welcome to another episode of People Not Things. This is Max, your host, with my co-host, Isla Murray. Hello. Today, we're talking to Alyssa Kaplan, founder of Scrunchy Club, which is thescrunchyclub.com. We'll put that in the show notes. They partner with independent artists to create unique limited edition hair accessories that also give back to their favorite causes. Uh, it's 15% of the profits from each design that are donated to an organization from that artist's choice. In addition to founding the Scrunchy Club, Alyssa has built a career in social media and influencer marketing. She specializes in building and managing influencer programs for brands. Uh, she joins us today to talk about Scrunchy Club and influencer marketing. So yeah, Alyssa, welcome. Hi. It'd be, hey, it'd be great, I guess, to just start out telling us about Scrunchy Club, which is such a cool project. Sure. The Scrunchy Club I founded last year when I was really looking at your typical big box stores for scrunchies. I've always been an avid scrunchie wearer, even when they were, some people would say, out of style. Um, <laughs> I have really curly hair and a lot of the other trends, hair trends over the years, especially 90s hair trends, just didn't work for me. Like my mom used to cut those hair wraps that you would get at the beach out of my head after. Butterfly clips were a disaster. So I've always had <laughs> scrunchies. Um, and I um, was really looking for some new ones and, and realized there wasn't anything out there that was speaking to women's um, true interests um, and values. So yeah. that's where the Scrunchy Club was born. Um, we partner with independent artists um, that I essentially source from Instagram to create really unique designs that really touch on topics that general consumerism is typically ignoring like our first um our first scrunchie which launched in january is designed by christine subs who lives in dallas and is all about body positivity so cool. really um utilizing this talent that has taken the time their influencers themselves to um, cultivate really engage communities and hone their craft and provide the opportunity for them to give back to a cause of their choice so 
taking a step back just really quick for any of our listeners, I think, who may not know what a scrunchie is. Uh, I, <laughs> yes. I, I happen to know because I was an 80s child and my mom had many scrunchies, which I played with when I was a little kid, <laughs> as well as like, you know, women and men I've known who have long hair. But it's basically just like an elastic, uh, a, a elastic band wrapped in fabric that scrunches yes. up when it's small, mm-hmm. right? Which is, I guess, where it gets the name scrunchie. <laughs> that was the first thing I ever learned to sew. I had, <laughs> I had many yes. homemade weird scrunchies. They're really actually surprisingly easy to make. They are pretty easy to make, um, which is why you see them everywhere. And there's tons of tutorials online about how to make them yourselves. Yeah. But the really unique part about the scrunchie club is the designs that yeah. Um, yeah, totally. come on the scrunchies that you can't find anywhere else. So The That's body so positivity print is so yes. cute. If you don't know what a scrunchie is, shameless plug, go to thescrunchyclub.com. Yeah, yeah. you can find out pretty quickly from thescrunchyclub.com. And I'm sure everyone has uh, either themselves or someone in their life that could use a scrunchie. So uh, if you go ahead uh, to Scrunchy Club and pick up one of the rad scrunchies, you still have some in inventory right now, right? Yes, and we have um, new ones coming out in the next few weeks. Very cool. Awesome. Um, so yeah, I guess, uh, so that's what scrunchies are. So leaning into sort of the other part of this is, uh, you're talking about sourcing artists who are also influencers. So it's not just like any old artists. It's like people who have a following on Instagram who you've been tapping and like really trying to work with. Yeah. The artists we work with have really taken the time to hone their craft and build engaged communities, um, and really have a finger on the pulse of what their community cares about and what they care about and have built those long-lasting connections so it's really great to hear from them about what they're interested in what their community is interested in who are essentially um our audience that's cool and and do you pretty much take lead from the influencer and what they want to make or do you have much of an input because so much influencer marketing that you see out there you're like oh the brand definitely was like tamed this down you know yes um I am from the camp of influencers know and creators know their community best. Um, And to create a true partnership that's successful, you have to lean into their thoughts and let them really lead the way. So they dictate what kind of design, what the charity is. Um, I'm there along the way to give helpful feedback and kind of um, make sure we are creating a product that's marketable and that people will want. But for the most part, I really um, lean on their expertise to lean, lead the way. That's cool. So you're almost like a platform provider of the product, right? Which Correct. Is- so we handle all of the manufacturing um, and really the, the artist focuses on what they know best, which is the art. That's so interesting. And I think probably leads into... Uh, general influencer marketing and kind of your expertise and, and special specialization in social media. Um, so I guess that's a good comparison is like, uh, like I was saying or asking, uh, you know, if you just let the influencers or the creators, makers, uh, doers, whatever we want to call ourselves, uh, lead the way and with their ideas or versus like when you have, uh, let's say a big brand come and hand them yeah. down and say, you really need to promote this. Like, how does that differ? Is that like a big point of differentiation from the scrunchy club and the way that you normally work with brands or? Sometimes. So typically when we are working with brands, we are coming in with some large campaign idea, but because 
um, the agency I work at specifically really values the influencer creator's expertise. We always come in with a really, a pretty open brief to work with them closely and develop content that will work best for them. They know their channels best. They, they live this day in and day out. Um, and it's a really big mistake that we see a lot of big brands make um, by ignoring that. That's cool because I think, I'm guessing a lot of the bad influencer marketing I've seen, I mean, I've seen good and I've seen bad and, and there's lots of people who have opinions on it, but I, I sure. think most of the bad I've seen is the opposite, which is um, the more traditional, almost like they hire them like a celebrity where they just put, yeah. put, put something in their hand. it, like holding yeah. up a toothbrush or whatever. I call it, um, I call it pretty people posing with product hashtag yeah. ad. <laughs> I like exactly. that. Um, I wish one day I could be a pretty person posing with products maybe, but um, <laughs> I'm definitely pretty. So um, <laughs> I guess uh, getting into that, that's really interesting. So it, it sounds like that's like such a, a good tactical and strategic way to approach it when you're working with the influencers to really consolidate I guess their creativity does that mean that like the type of influencer you generally work with and I mean uh, both in the scrunchie club but then out of scope of that when we're talking about other brands um you want them to be like influencer creatives because I know that there are like just in, like I don't want to say just influencers but what we might call like lifestyle influencers that aren't necessarily creating content as much mm -hmm. um they're more just like experiencing it um versus like creators especially the kinds of people you see on like YouTube and Twitch who are like creating lots and lots and lots of content constantly. Um, is there a differentiation there when you think about them or like the way that you uh, categorize those influencers? It depends on the brand and the campaign, but we typically steer away from the typical pretty person posing with product hashtag ad because they are typically doing influencer marketing for scale. So that's a yeah. really easy way for a brand to scale. And that's a really easy way for the influencer themselves to scale because there's not as much of a creative process behind the content. We enjoy working more with creators who have that creative background and that process and are really in it for the joy of, of working together and collaborating. And we've seen a lot more success with that. Um, yeah. because it's creating a more authentic connection. Yeah. I'm curious um, to get your take on micro-influencers versus big-time celebs. <laughs> yes. Um, there's a lot of talk about that, and I think um, you'll see different opinions everywhere where some people say, oh, micro-influencers are better for conversion, whereas large-scale influencers yeah. are better for engagement or awareness. It really varies. We take a very um, flexible test and learn approach to influencer marketing because of that, because it's really our recipe um, and every single brand we work with is going to be different. Mm -hmm. So being able to do both of those and test and learn is something we do with brands a lot. With the Scrunchie Club, we are a brand new company. We just launched in January. So we aren't working with larger scale influencers yet. We're more micro influencers who are really connected on a day-to-day -day basis with their communities and working more through gifting versus actual paid partnership. Mm -hmm. um, but we have found a lot of success getting brands out there with large scale influencers just because they have that larger reach at their disposal. 
And when you say success, what does that mean? What are the metrics for success that you're talking about? Yes. Um, it obviously it depends on the brand, their goals. We always want to nail down specific goals. We tend to work with more awareness engagement centered brands, but yeah. there is a ton of value and we've seen a lot of success from being conversion focused. So that does vary depending on the campaign. Yeah. The, the brand stuff is so hard to communicate to clients, isn't it? A lot of that is, is the case with what we do too. Like, why is it important to have a visual identity? Like why, like there, it's difficult to find metrics to prove that, but it does just like tell the story and build the brand in this like really unique and really important way. How do you communicate the value of brand awareness and like what kind of metrics do you show, if any, that that has been successful in a campaign? Sure. So we take a quantitative and qualitative approach. So we're always going to provide full numbers of reach, impressions, engagements. Um, if we are able to track conversions, that's really valuable to show the value of the campaign. Um, but there also is a qualitative element to that. When you engage a, um, a creator on Twitch, for instance, Twitch is all about that, that chat window. So yeah. being able to pull those comments and that sentiment is really important for the brand and also can, can show, can allow the brand to learn a lot about what they should or shouldn't be doing and what their community thinks about their brand. Totally. Oh, that's, such, that's like such an, ob sorry, not obvious, but I can't believe I never even thought about it like that. Like just like pulling um, comments from your audience and just showing how that changes. That's Especially so intention too, right? Yeah. So, totally. um, right. And I think even like when Facebook first started doing uh, sentiment analysis, when they were doing uh, advertising and like, like uh, brand posting, uh, I forget what they call brand pages and company pages. Um, I remember the fact that they tracked all engagement, which was like whether oh, or not yeah. they clicked on it, whether they reported you, whether they blocked you, whether they liked it um, was super interesting because you can do it really is all engagement's important and understanding the sentiment of that engagement really helps you understand like the trajectory of that, that ad or that post or with a, with an influencer with like that sort of um, that coordinated content. I would love to take like a step back in an even higher level view. Cause we're like, this is super cool. We're, we're very in the, um, in, in the, in the shop talk of it. Um, but for folks, I think we have some, folks who listen to our podcast and some friends who would love to I guess sort of understand influencer marketing like what what is that exactly because I think we all talk about it and the term gets thrown around a lot mm -hmm. and much like many things in our world I think when we tokenize that term like when we just turn it into like some keyword phrase that we don't agree on the definition we can get lost around it sometimes so Alyssa I guess just for you you know and you don't have to own the, the full definition that everybody uses but like for you what does that really mean when we say influencer marketing like what platforms is that how does that run like what does that mean I always approach influencer marketing as one arm one channel within a marketing mix um, specifically partnering with creators or individuals that typically aren't directly associated with the brand to share brand messaging. So provide awareness to consumers that didn't, wouldn't necessarily um, have availability to that before. Cool. 
That's uh, so it's funny because I, I, I hear you. And um, one of the analogies I sometimes, so people will say influencer marketing is like this super new thing, or they talk about it like it's very new, but um, it's actually been around for a very long time. Um, the only thing that has changed is the scale of social media, right? So um, it's, it's organic networks that existed before that would be like your, you know, bowling club or your neighbors or whatever, you know, you telling your friends tradition, like this sort of influencer marketing has existed. The only thing has changed is the scale. 100%. Influencer marketing is essentially word of mouth marketing. It's just gone through a evolution because of the internet. So people have always been talking about their favorite products, but now we place more, more trust and care in strangers that we've met on the internet, whether we actually know them or we just feel that we know them and have a connection with. So when we think about influencer marketing, um, you know, now that we kind of have a general idea about it, one of the things I think I mentioned before is like, there's a lot of negativity um, around influencer marketing. Um, there's some uh, marketing channels and slacks and other groups that I've been involved in where um, there's a, some people are really into it. Uh, a lot of people really aren't. Uh, and then sort of not even in the marketing world, when you talk to regular folks, um, they have <laughs> generally negative opinions. I wouldn't say everybody does. The funny part though, is I think even if there's a general negative opinion, this works and it's all over the place and it's happening right now. Um, and so I, I, I guess I, I, oh, go ahead, Isla. No, I was going to say, I feel like the negative opinion is more about what you were saying, like a beautiful person holding something hashtag ad and less about like the creators i feel like there's a differentiator there is that yeah. is that what you mean max i mean i i think i think most people don't know the difference is the main reason i'm bringing it up ah. and, and i think we when you see like a creator promoting something they collaborated with someone on we don't with we don't consider that influencer marketing or when we see them talking about like their favorite, there's a lot of, my reference here would be YouTube actually. There is a ton of influencer marketing happening on YouTube that people don't realize is influencer marketing. Um, especially when you get into like tech device review and like laptops and cameras and things like that. But um, it's also generally all over the place. I think just folks think of when they hear the word, they think of Instagram and they think of like a photo of like an ice cream cone and a beautiful sunset yeah. or, or something like that, which is just like a very small part of influencer marketing. Um, the point of what I brought that up though is I'd love to chat about like, I guess the stigma, which Alyssa is, I know something you mentioned before um, around influencer marketing and like how, how do you see that? And like, where do you think that stigma comes from? I think it partially comes from a generational difference. There are so many studies out there about how Gen Z and younger place a lot more trust in influencers than they do your traditional celebrities. Being able to really advocate for people who are doing it right is really important to me to change the minds of people who, who feel that way. You know, uh, influencer marketing is so big and, and Instagram, I, I really want to harp on this because, uh, and maybe it's just my misunderstanding, but I have the feeling it isn't almost like I would say 99% of the time when I'm talking to people about influencer marketing, they just immediately talk about Instagram. Yeah. Um, which is really interesting to me because, uh, even though I'm like, you know, in my late thirties, I know that there's a thing on the internet called TikTok. Uh, and I know that there's a lot happening there, especially like big brands like Walmart, who did, I think it was called the price drop shuffle. 
that was like wiping over all of TikTok at one point and very successful. There's Twitch, which you mentioned earlier. There's YouTube. There's all kinds of other platforms. Um, what what is like as, as we see like the industry changing, the sort of stereotype of it just being Instagram. Like, where do you actually see the growth, and where do you see stuff happening right now? Right. The biggest opportunity, in my opinion, is leveraging these emerging channels. The biggest change in influencer marketing over the past five years is the saturation that everyone's doing influencer marketing on Instagram. Yeah. The brands that are willing to take the risk of trying newer channels like TikTok, like Twitch, where there is maybe a little bit less control from the brands. When an influence, when a creator goes live on Twitch, you can provide talking points from the brand, but they're live. They're going to say what they're going to say. And as a brand, you have to be comfortable with that. And they, their audience can really sniff out inauthenticity. So you need to yeah. make sure, a brand needs to make sure they're all in and they're committing to taking that risk. And there are a lot of brands that aren't ready for that. On Twitch, on TikTok, on some of the emerging platforms. Twitch is really interesting, right? Because it's like uh, very unpredictable what's happening. And I, I think that folks are doing that even with YouTube and Instagram TV or Instagram Live and some of these other ones. Are there tools on those platforms that actually like run metrics, like measure what's happening there? Is it, are these all brand awareness plays or, um, you know, is, is there metrics? Is there, I don't want to say conversion, but like engagement metrics we can look at. Like, is there tools around that right now on some of these platforms? So there's different ways to do it. This is getting super technical yeah. um, for different levels of, of essentially media buys. When you are going through Twitch directly, you have more control because you're connected to Twitch yeah. versus it's more often more cost efficient to really contact the, the creators and their teams directly. Um, and in that case, they're really providing the metrics back to you. So there are metrics you can get and, um, it is really impressive the reach of of these creators because they have also themselves honed a craft. I yeah. could not I could not play Fortnite like they do. Um, <laughs> I, don't have those, I don't have that hand eye coordination. Oh no, I was just gonna say I also saw or I know that they're experimenting on TikTok with the buy now stuff, which is really yes. interesting. So I feel like these platforms are just gonna evolve and have more and more of that monetization features exist. Right. TikTok is really interesting because uh, a main media buy on that channel is the hashtag challenge, which yeah. Yeah. hashtag challenges get so much content within a hashtag challenge receives a lot better exposure. And that's what average users want. Yeah, um, TikTok totally. is all about views and likes. So it really incentivizes users to um, to participate, which then elevates the brand further. Totally. Yeah, and it seems like as a platform, it is, I, I thought that was so funny to see TikTok uh, uh, put in the, I didn't know the buy now link, but I knew that they had a like LinkedIn profile that they just yeah. released, I think this week, mm -hmm. um, which I thought was very funny and interesting because to me, and maybe this is my naivety around that platform, it seemed like a better platform to get um, like the hashtag challenge stuff moving rather than like a conversion like an actual, like getting somebody totally. to buy something. It was more like you were saying awareness uh, campaigns where you could like get other people. Like I was, like I was saying the, I think it was called the price drop, drop shuffle. I could totally be wrong about this and I'll link to it if I am right or wrong. But um, which was this like Walmart 
audio clip where you had people like doing dances inside of the Walmart. Um, and it started with like paid placement influencer marketing. And then all these people are doing it all over the place. Generally, I think the, I'm guessing the goal, the campaign goal was to just get people into Walmart and create a more positive view of Walmart. I guess like, yeah, shifting, uh, shifting back a little bit. So, um, as we're chatting about influencer marketing, um, like I said, there's like people who view it negatively, people who view it positively. There's marketers and businesses who I think don't know what to think of it at all. Um, don't know how to get into it. There's agencies, there's individuals, there's all of these sort of points of access. Um, and I opened up to some of the Slack channels that I'm in and I said, hey, you know, we're gonna be talking with this uh, woman, Alyssa Kaplan, who's like a specialist on this. Uh, you know, what questions do you have? And there was a couple of cool questions that I really wanted to ask you. Um, so uh, one folks, uh, one of the questions that a person asked, they were saying basically, look, if I'm looking to break into influencer marketing, uh, you know, like a small to medium sized business, you know, what strategy do you use to go, I guess, look for an influencer? It, would you recommend folks like work with a business, work with an agency, uh, like the one that you do, or if they're in a smaller business, like go to try and connect with these people themselves? If you are a small business, like the scrunchie club is, definitely encourage you to um, really tie those boots up and get into it yourself and get your hands dirty. I love that expression. Tie those yeah. boots up. Tie those like boots that. up. <laughs> cool. So you'd recommend that they try and connect with like, how, how, how do you think they would go about finding them? And I don't want to get too technical, obviously. And I don't want to like, you know, totally take the value out of what you do. But um, how would you recommend they do that? Is it just finding people that really resonate with them? Sure. As a business owner, you should be really in touch with, with your community and who they're following. So I would start there always and think about who are, who is my target audience already watching, engaging with, listening to, and then mm -hmm. build off from there of, of who are those influences interacting with and really build out a larger communication web um, to find authentic influencers that will create actual connections with potential customers. And at what point, uh, riffing on that question, right? So we're talking about a small business. At what point do you think it's like, okay, they should really start working with an agency? Is it the scale of a campaign or is it the size of the business? Is it just if they're too big of a business and they probably don't know who how to resonate with their customer? Right, the real value um, in an agency comes when you have money to spend with paid partnerships. So. The value of working with an agency directly is the connections we already have. So there are influencers I work with on um, a more regular basis that we have that, that rapport and that relationship already that can get brands the historical knowledge that they'll get their, um, that they will achieve their goals. Yeah. So basically like, like with what we do, I guess, which is the expertise of understanding, right? Like how, where success and failure come from and how to, how to match these people up correctly to really, I don't want to say guarantee success, but to be as successful as possible and really optimize for that, right? Um, right, to put the brand in the best position that you can for success. Yeah, exactly. Shifting a little bit, I think, because um, I'd love to sort of offer a little bit to anyone who's listening um, who is like a creator or wants to be an influencer or is like interested in this topic. Like um, what, do you have advice, I guess, for emerging uh, creators, influencers, or people who maybe have a following, are doing something really interesting right now and want to work with bigger brands? Like, what's some good advice for them? The first thing I could say to an emerging creator or an influencer is to know your worth. Know that um, you are 
you and your work are worthwhile to the brand and you should be compensated for that. Um, the next thing is to really just start and be flexible with brands. And yeah. once you start working with smaller brands, that's when the larger brands will take notice. Once you are working with brands on a paid level with contracts involved, my biggest advice is to um, know your stuff, be a good bookkeeper, um, get your invoices in on time, track your payments, communicate, um, don't ghost brands. I've seen that happen a lot. Yeah. Um, this is, by the way, that's all great advice. I think general for like yeah, any creative for, industry people. <laughs> right. But we see I, a lot with, we see a lot with influencers because they hone their craft from a creative perspective and don't necessarily think about all the other things that, that come into running a business. And yeah. that yeah. is really what they are as a business. A lot of times a one person business. Um, and we see a lot of influencers be less successful because of that. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, I, I would love, uh, is there sort of any way, anything you'd like people to do? You want them to check out scrunchyclub.com? Uh, anything else? Yes. Thanks for having me. Definitely check out the scrunchyclub.com. Follow us on Instagram at it's the scrunchy club. And you can follow me on my personal Instagram at Alyssa B. Kaplan, where I bake a lot of bunt cakes. Ooh. <laughs> Are you a bunt cake influencer? That's yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, <I> am. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Thank you so much. It was great having you. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks Alyssa. so much. Find and subscribe to People Not Things wherever you listen to podcasts. Our music was created by Mary Blount. If you'd like to be on the podcast or have feedback about the podcast, please let us know at peoplenotthings.party. That's right, we don't have a .com, it was taken, so it's peoplenotthings.party. This podcast is a production of Llama 6, our creative studio. We focus on brand, visual identity, website design, and a whole lot more. We've worked with tiny early stage startups and giant brands. So if you're looking to take that next step with your marketing or creative work, let us know. We're there to help. Until next time. <laughs>